Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And we are doing the second part of our values episodes. So last episode, we talked about why is it important to even have values or know what they are? Why is it important to recognize whether or not we're actually living the values that we aspire to or say that we have? Right. And what happens when we don't have values? What does that look like versus being a person that has values? And go back and listen to that. There's a lot of great stuff there to kind of recap the usually at some level, we're all not living our values the way that we think we are or the way that we believe that we want to be. And when we aren't, anytime, anytime that we aren't, our integrity is diminished, right? We're not actually what we say or think that we are. And, and, and the point, the point wasn't to beat you up about it, right? Because right? we're all doing it at we're some level. We're all doing level. it for sure. I talked about being less loving than mm-hmm. I value being. The point is just to um, be aware, be aware, and work towards that. Because hopefully, you're convinced now that it is yes. where you want to be. You yes. will feel the best living your values. Yes, living that that integritous life, the closer that you are to living your values and who you've decided that you want to be, the more that you will have contentment and peace as opposed to uh, discontent, separateness, um, depression, anxiety. A lot of those things come from that pain. So, As we're talking about today, we said, hey, come back and we will talk about how do we even figure out what our values are? How do we live them better? So we're going to talk about that today. So there's some questions that we put together just to help you to think about it a little bit differently. And so if you're taking notes or you want to take notes, this might be helpful. There's not a lot. Um, However, this is an exercise that we will do to help people to figure this out. So we will ask people that we're working with to identify times that you are happiest. And so a lot of these questions are just ponder and reflect when, when you have a little bit of time. Examples from your career, your personal life. Um, what were you doing? Who were you with? And what other factors were contributing to why you were happy? Whatever times you identify as times that you were happiest, why? What was going on? Mm-hmm. And so that's a good start. And really with these questions, take some time to think about it because this is your life. And as you arrive at these values, they 100% will be your values and you will feel really good about this is it. This right. is actually who I am. Right. So for example, 
maybe that was in college or um, when you were working hard, when you were accomplishing things. I, I was very happy in college. I had a lot of goals, you know, educationally. I was working hard, um, which is a goal of mine. I love to learn that learning and progression is a big goal of mine. So that was being accomplished. I love to uh, move my body. I love fitness and exercise. I was doing that. I was on a tour team. Um, and so I was doing that. I love culture. My tour team specifically was, I was on the international folk dance team. And so we were learning about all these different cultures and how they express themselves through dance and through movement. And so that just really filled a uh, value of mine. And to be able to share that with others was, was a big deal. So, so lots right there, of we've, things. we've teased out a lot of Sherry's values yes, right there. Yes, there you, as you go. Can tell, right? So <laughs> there's hard work, there's mm-hmm. learning, there's mm-hmm. experiencing new, new cultures, things new and people. Cultures. So yeah. that's the point exactly is what is it that you know you value because of how you felt at certain times in your life. So that's exactly what we want you to think about. Yes. So when has that happened for you? Yep. And it doesn't have to be the only time, right? Like college was not the only time I was right. happy, right? But think back to, okay, when when were times? And if you have multiple times, then that can give you multiple insights to different values that are important to you. Right. And how they intersect. Mm-hmm. So that's a good start. And then... Step two. Step two. Identify the times when you were most proud. And again, looking at your entire life. Mm -hmm. uh, Why were you proud? Did other people share your pride? Who? And then what other factors contributed to those feelings? And this is a good proud, by the way. Right. Sometimes it feels like in here we need to differentiate because it's almost (laughs) like a bad word a little bit. But no, this is a good proud where you felt capable where you felt yes. accomplished and um, things were paying off for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that can be, I think a lot of people sort of instantly go back to like career things. When, when does that happen at work? Because right. you tend to see a lot of those moments in work type of settings, but they don't have to just be uh, applicable to work. Right. right. Definitely not. It can be... Um, having like when I did a marathon, like that was like, wow, you know, big accomplishment. Right. Or, and, and that met a lot of my, again, that fitness goals, that doing hard things. That's a, a value of mine. I can, that concept that I can do hard things and I'm willing to do hard things and put an effort right. there. Um, maybe it's the birth of a child or caring for, you know, your babies, Definitely on that topic. So I mentioned last episode, I value being loving. Mm-hmm. And when I'm unloving, it's very hard for me. So times that I'm proud are if my children are really struggling and I can say, hey, talk to me. Let me give you a, a foot rub yes. and just talk to me. And they de-escalate and they come down from this very upset, very emotional place and can yes. share. I mean, I'm really proud of that. Yes. I need to do that more. So this is anything, <laughs> anything. And look maybe for some of the more subtle moments mm-hmm. like that. 
right? Yes. If you were to say, oh, you know, what are the times you're most proud and accomplished the most? Oftentimes we don't look for some of these critically important and subtle moments. Yeah, just positive interactions can be Mm -hmm. a time that you're most proud because something ended well versus in times past it did not go so well. So great examples. Right. Okay, step three is similar. It's identifying times when you're most fulfilled and satisfied. So again, maybe work things, but maybe personal things. So a different nuance to it, but a similar concept. Mm -hmm. Looking at those times, what were the needs that you had or that other people had or desires that you or others had that you were fulfilling? Yeah. And and why was that experience so meaningful to you? Right. What was being accomplished? You know, were they feeling better? Mm -hmm. Were you learning about them? Mm -hmm. Um, Did you deescalate a situation? And that made you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I think the foot rub with your kids is a really good example of that. You were fulfilling needs that they had and they, they needed connection. They needed processing. Mm -hmm. They needed support. Physical touch. Yeah. Physical touch. Yes. Although I'll, I'll just put a warning in here real quick. If you do this. (laughs) Get ready for them to want to want have to their do feet it all the time, all yes. the time. And if you're just sitting there on the couch, chances yeah, I'm are pretty about good. That. I like, have a kid that's wow. going to say, "Hey, Dad, will you massage my feet?" And it's like, "Oh boy, <laughs> Pandora's box." But it's a really good experience, definitely. Yeah, just being able to talk. Yeah, my kids love being the last kid in bed that just hasn't <laughs> plugged their phone in in my room yet. And then they sort of work their way over to the bed and, you know, want to sit and, and talk. And, and again, those, those moments are amazing mm-hmm. and beautiful moments. And it's good to remember that when, like, I'm super tired. I just want you to go to bed. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> but do I have that time and space uh, and to you, do that? you'll see how easy it is to connect values to those experiences. Mm-hmm. Why were those experiences meaningful? And then it becomes very easy to say, oh, okay. So clearly I value being loving or listening and having empathy or being understanding or maybe helping them to problem solve or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this kind of leads into the next step here, which is to actually identify 10 values uh, that you have. And if I were to give you a handout, there is a list of values, but you don't have to have the handout. You can right. actually just Google values or yeah. list of values and, and you'll see lots because there's a lot. There's some really neat ones, actually, when you start looking this up, um, like creativity or yeah. curiosity or usefulness. Or um, enthusiasm. A lot of people, when they really think about this, say, you know what? I really value positivity. Yes. Um, Great. That's awesome. So the next step is identify 10 or so uh, in values that are important to you, either a list that you look at online or if just off the top of your head. But you might need some help. And I think lists can be helpful because you find some on lists that really fit. Like for me, patriotism. I'm like, ha-ha. Yeah, I love Ta-da. it. That is a value of mine, but you don't hear that very often. Patriotism is a right. value. So, And there's other ones that you wouldn't necessarily consider or maybe you don't think are like, oh, this one is the most important thing. But 
you know, I'm, I'm looking at kind of the list that we have in front of us and fluency is one or piety yeah. or belonging Ooh, or belonging. even being the best or being ambitious, right? There are so, so many values, structure, um, ingenuity, just yep. different things that you might not consider. So please pull up a list. <laughs> it can be helpful. It is, even if just to to look at it and see your different options and see, and sometimes it helps you to look at it because you say, oh, wait, well, yeah, that's definitely not me, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and so you can narrow things down that way. But it's just, it's really helpful to kind of look and see what values are out there. Yeah. And, you know, you'll likely want all of these or value all of these to some extent. Mm-hmm. But again, we're trying to Many see what's the most important to you. Yes. And that's why, so we want you to identify 10 and then we want you to prioritize them down. And this is the next step. Step five. Step five. And one way to do this is to take two at a time and just look at them, compare them. And if you had to choose one of the two, which one would you choose? And that sounds a little strange. And it's not like you're getting rid of that other value. Right, right. It doesn't mean you don't this value that. not a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to be like that anymore. No, no, no. It doesn't mean that. We're just trying to narrow it down to the most important. Your top five. Your top five is what we're after. So, yeah, you can look at the first two and then, okay, which one's more important there? Because sometimes there is a conflict in values, to be quite honest. Um, sometimes, you know, I value success financially, but I also value time with my family and I have a job Mm. offer that is going to pay me very well. And this actually happened for me. Um, Ah. but I was going to be away a lot. And so all of a sudden I was trying to figure out, okay, wait, which, why do I feel a little unsettled? And I had to figure out, well, which one do I value more? Do I value the financial success? Or do I value time? And, and there's so much more to that, right? It does. It may not necessarily be, you know, financial. Like there's other aspects to it. There's stability. There's prestige. Right. There's being Which the connects best. connects to other there's, values. Yes, and all of those are values. Yep. And so it the situation may involve several values on yeah. each side. And it came down to if I had to choose one, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And I turned it down and I chose family and time. So, you know, you'll see some of those situations. So it's helpful, but we want there to be a more clear five. And it's okay right. if there's like four or six. That's okay. Um, but remember, because this is kind of that concept of, you know, that we talked about a little bit last time of if you have so many, then holy cow, is this, you know, <laughs> how are you going to hundred percent integrity live all of these? We want to, okay, what are your top five and really narrow that down and really get good at living those and, and other things kind of fall into place, right? They start right. falling into your life as you find what those key top ones are. And you'll find that they change in time. Mm-hmm. I did this exercise with, um, a teenager recently and mm-hmm. their values were very different from probably where they're going to be when they are an adult. So 
uh, fun and friends and yes. <laughs> some of these things. Not that we don't value this as adults, right? but they evolve. They yeah. become something else and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. So just when you do this exercise, where are you at with your values? And they will change. Yeah. But we want kind of a really good starting point. Yes. Make sure that you go through those, compare them, number them, list them out. I like the idea of putting them in numerical order. If I had to pick one, this would be my absolute top, top, top value. And this is my second, you know, go down your list like that and get your, your top five. And then we're going to go into step six, which is reaffirming your values. Make sure that these are your top five and then compare that to how you're living your your life in terms of your goals your vision for how you want to be right right if your major goal for your life is to have that financial success but you don't have that in your values anywhere there's going to be some problems right so making sure you're comparing that and then connecting that to how do you feel about yourself if you're living that way. In other words, you should look at this list and feel really good about it. If mm-hmm. I were these things, I would consider myself uh, a success and I would be very happy. I would yeah. be content. Very happy and content. And then once you've done that, consider how proud you are of those. How If someone else were to say, hey, what are your top five values? Would you feel comfortable sharing what you have with them? Because sometimes people that you are sharing your values with, maybe parents, for example, that you admire, um, are there any values on that list that you would not feel very good about? Maybe be embarrassed about or maybe... Or your spouse or uh other people, your mentors. That can help you to narrow it down. Yeah. Are there values on there that you would say, I don't know if I want people to know that like, I don't want to share that one in my top, you know, top one, my top one is that I want to be better than everybody else or something like that. Right. Like then, so is it going to fit what you want to accomplish in your life and what you see are connected with being the kind of person that you want to be? And you know, this, this next part is a real awakening, but a good one, an important one. Once these are identified and we often have a chance to talk about them, now we need to look at behaviors or attitudes that are incongruent or not in harmony with these values. Mm -hmm. Uh, A real honest look where we've we've made the separation of of human being and human doing, so I'm okay to, to recognize my faults or flaws or weaknesses without it meaning that I'm not a good person. That is not what it means at all. And so I'm able to back up and get some perspective and identify the things that just don't fit what I've said are my values, Mm -hmm. which I think we really ought to be doing regularly. Regularly, Yes. Because if I've been a real jerk at home, I really ought to be stepping back regularly and saying, okay, am I compassionate and kind? Do people want to be around me or am I getting home and everybody's splitting because, uh-oh, dad's home and it's going to be, what have you done wrong? And how come you haven't put that away? And are you doing mm-hmm. your homework? And, and that's not <laughs> that's not going to be my top value is, you know, good grades or how disciplined they are. My top value really is that they feel loved. So am I living 
congruently with that. Yes, which I think it goes without saying that hopefully that it doesn't mean that you never work on homework with them, <laughs> never do those right. things because that isn't actually loving either, right, right. right? But we have a balance and that's where some of that hard work comes in, uh, in being loving and living our values and things like that. So this is like searching fearless moral inventory. What am I yes, doing? Yes, if you're that, familiar with the 12 steps. <laughs> that is incongruent with now what I clearly understand my values to be. There's no guesswork here. I've done the steps and I've really thought a lot about it. And this is my values. Yes. These are what I want to be. So if honest is one of those. Are you always honest? Where are the times when you kind of fudge a little bit or feel mm -hmm. like it doesn't really matter? Yeah. And all of this is going to help you to see you differently, which is the point, but in a good way, because again, going back to last episode, your highest and best self, your greatest fulfillment, your greatest satisfaction will be in living your values. Right. It will not be in pretending. It will not be in seeking mm -hmm. something else. Um, even if you gain a lot of other things at the end of the day, when the lights go down and you're in front of a mirror alone, you are not fooling anybody. And that's right. where you need to feel good. Right. And so knowing your values, understanding your values. I mean, how awesome will it be to, if somebody were to ask, just give it to them and you don't have to think about it. And you know who you are and what you want to be and what you're working towards. It's pretty great. Yes. Yes. It is a very good feeling to be able to do that and have that and know that you are every day working to be a little closer to living that in its fullest. Right. And you know, if, if this were like we were working with you, I might spend a little more time on what I call anti-values or just values yeah. and motivations that go against your values. Mm -hmm. Almost sort of like a seven deadly sins kind of thing where there's lust and greed and, and gluttony and, and wrath or, or sloth, sloth, sloth is a good one. You yeah. know, I value fitness, but I am lazy for right. example. And, and that can be really helpful too, to break that down. But what we're trying to yes. arrive at, um, ultimately is we talked a little bit about this now. How do I strengthen them? What do I do mm -hmm. about it? Um, and I ask, we ask clients to, um, do a mission statement, kind of like an affirmation that they would add to their affirmations. I am big on affirmations. We ask yes. our the people we work with to do affirmations a lot. Uh -huh. <laughs> Not that affirmations alone are going to change everything, but it certainly helps to shift your thinking and your perspective, which we are right. all about. So right. a mission statement is something that you can write now based on your values for your life. It's like your step seven here. Yeah. And I love mission statements, actually. Um, one example that I like to use is from one of my all-time favorite movies, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. What a great movie. So he worked at Life Magazine, right? And their mission statement as a company was to see the world, things dangerous to come to, to see behind walls, draw closer, to find each other, and to feel. That is the purpose of life. I love that. And I think having some kind of mission statement for you based on your values will keep them in the forefront, help you to be aware of them, and in difficult decisions – 
help you to live your values. Because if you know what your values are and you are trying to decide between this or that, or um, do I stay or do I go? Well, one really good way to figure that out is compare it to your values. Go mm-hmm. through your values and then look at the question again. And it will probably start to become pretty apparent the direction you need to go for you based on your values. Right, right. And when you have that mission statement completed, then you, again, can create affirmations around that. Uh, For example, something that I've said to myself several times this week is, I'm a person who does yoga every day. (laughs) I'm a person who meditates every day because things have been really crazy this week. It's the end of my kid's mid-semester stuff and so everything has to be turned in and I'm working with all of them on all that and things are really busy and I get down to the end of the day and I'm like ah and I have to remind myself like oh I don't want to do all this stuff right you just (laughs) sometimes you just kind of want to put yourself or at least I do I tend to want to put myself on hold in order to take care of other people's needs especially well, mostly just my kids, right? <laughs> In other words, you're a mom. Yeah. Yes, I'm a mom. And so at the end of the day, it's uh, I'm a person who meditates every day. And once I say it, I can be up into that point. I can be, oh, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm just like ignore it all and just go to bed, do what I need, you know. But the second that I say, I'm a person who meditates every day, I remind myself, I'm a person who meditates every day. Oh, okay. I'm going to pull something up and do and do it. Uh, I'm a person who does yoga every day. Okay, okay. Let me go through a couple of these um, these sets of, of movements. What's going to be most beneficial for me? And I think this brings up another really important point is that if we're doing those things and we're setting those values in our lives, there are going to be times when things get really busy or when things are hard. And, and either we're saying sorry because we're not being loving or... Mm-hmm. Um, we're coming up against, well, now I, you know, have to decide, am I going to go to bed? Am I going to, you know, be a person who meditates every day? And am I going to journal? Or am I going to keep watching Netflix? Yes, exactly. So it's helpful when we, you can come to a place and scale the goals and things that you value, the things that you value. So, um, as we look at that, step seven of that mission statement, creating those, um, mantras and those affirmations, then, you know, what's the consistent effort you need to do every day to be that person, right? And how can you be that 1% better? How can you be that just a little bit better every day? And so sometimes that means you're, meditation is okay i'm gonna do three deep breaths and a you know two minute body scan and that's what i have time Uh for but i've lived i've now lived that value right that i am a person who meditates every day that meditation is important and that will feel really good and it does it does it feels really good it does and as you have that then really ingrained in your life that one percent then you can do a next one percent Right. And right. you have that, oh, I feel really good when I have done this little piece. And now I can tell that that's sort of in my skin now and it's part of me. And so now my next level is, okay, I need to do maybe a little bit more here or a little more there. How can yes. I be kind on the 
loving on the front end rather than the back end. Yes. And I, I love this idea of you have to approach this process like every other process, um, loving kindness towards yourself, mm-hmm. not judgment, not criticism, just acceptance. Be curious about where you are and why you are where you are and what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, but not judgmental. This is not right. an opportunity to beat yourself up about not doing good enough or yes. you're not doing enough. Um, that is not what this is. It's little scalable changes. Mm-hmm. That 1% will make a difference. And either way, the reality is either way, you're still worth a hundred percent. Either way, you are still lovable exactly. just as you are for who you are. And so kindness only in this process, because you'll find that you have a lot of values. You're not very good at living. They really are your values. They're important to yes. you. You just haven't done a good job of them. And that's okay. Yeah. We start small. And now that we're aware of it and we have an affirmation or a mission statement and we're putting that out there, I am someone who meditates. I am someone who is patient. I am someone who you'll make those small changes. And that's what we're after. And you will feel really good doing it. Yes. Have fun finding your values and living them a little bit more. We hope that was helpful. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.